Well, afternoon, everybody. Very shortly, the uh, cars will be heading on to the track for the first of the afternoon sessions. The uh, circuit sweeper just on track at the moment, making sure everything is in tip-top condition. The teams and the spare tyres, spare front noses uh, coming from the uh, support paddocks into the pit lane now. Uh, which is where they'll be watching the British F4 drivers go into battle uh, for the first time. They've got three races this weekend, two of them today, and uh, it's the first race of the weekend for the Rocket F4 British Championship that's going to get the afternoon session underway due to start in just a few minutes' time. Uh, the entry list you'll find on page 45 of your race programmes, and these uh, young racing drivers, uh, many of them with an eye, if not all of them with an eye, to one day becoming Formula One stars or at least professional racing drivers. This is uh, to remind you where lots of drivers that have come through and had great success in recent times have made their uh, way up, uh, including Lando Norris when the championship was the MSA for Formula who won the championship uh, ahead of Ricky Collard, and both of them doing rather well for themselves these days. Lando in Formula One uh, with McLaren and Ricky in the BTCC for his first full season this year. In more recent times, drivers like Oscar Piastri, F2 champion now, a reserve driver in Formula One, have come up through the British F4 Championship. So the names that you see on page 45 of your programme, many of them, if you look back at it in a few years' time, are likely to be rising through the ranks of international single-seater racing. Uh, this championship was first formed back in 2015. Uh, formed out of British Formula Ford, really, where it became the MSA Formula Championship, uh, and then eventually becoming the British F4 Championship. It's a rocket F4 British Championship certified by FIA these days. Motorsport UK now organising and promoting the championship and uh, the championship certified by the FIA, the International Motorsports Governing Body. Uh, 12 super, li super licence points available to the overall champion. That's the only UK single-seater championship to offer super licence points. They're the points you need on your licence to be able to go at racing at the highest uh, levels of international uh, competition and all new cars as I said earlier on if you were watching the qualifying session new uh, chassis uh, the uh, new generation Tatius chassis replacing the Miguel chassis we've got different engines in the cars this year Abarth engines producing about 180 horsepower uh, as opposed to the Ford EcoBoost engines which we had previously and also new tyres on the cars as well with the Pirelli tyres on the cars these days uh, which is the uh, tyre brand that is used all the way up through single seater ranks when you get to FIA Formula 3, FIA Formula 2 and the dizzying heights of Formula 1 it's Pirelli tyres you'll need to have been used to racing on so that's uh, part of the thinking coming into it this uh, weekend uh, support from uh, McLaren from Amologato the uh, timing partner for the 2022 season who uh, give a bespoke Amologato watch to the pole position driver each time and uh, that uh, Amologato watch for the first time his first pole position in F4 the second season of the championship going earlier on today uh, to Aidan Neat, who not only got one pole position, but two, because he got the fastest lap time, and everybody's second best lap time sets the grid for race three, and he was quickest in that respect as well. So he'll start races one and three of the weekend on pole position in the number 57 uh, Vincis Biagenti car, and then we've got the top ten reversal for race two earlier on, so I have to start from tenth on the grid uh, for that one. There's a restriction in terms of the... Uh, number of tyres that the uh, drivers can use throughout the course of a weekend, which means you don't, you're not able to bolt a fresh set of tyres on for every session. So you then look at qualifying. Obviously, you've got to use good tyres in that. But after that, you think, well, where's my best chance of getting good points? Where am I going to be 
uh, wanting to use my best tyres and so for Aidan Neat certainly will be wanting to do that for this first race as he looks to pick up his second win in the championship his maiden victory having come at Thruxton a couple of meetings ago uh, the points 25 points for a race win down to a point for 10th there's a bonus point for the fastest lap in this race as well and the championship coming into this weekend is led comfortably by Alex Dunn, the Irish driver in his first season of British F4. He's with the high-tech Grand Prix team and he's had six wins so far this year. The only driver to win more than one race in 2022 so far. Uh, he's also had a third place finish at Alton Park and eight podiums, six wins, 202 points for Alex. He's in car number 22 and he's got a 68-point lead in the championship over Oliver Gray, who was competing in the championship last year. Has had six podiums but no wins so far this year and Oliver uh, in car number 63 is just ahead of Ugo Ugochukwu, the rookie driver from New York, the 15-year-old, uh, backed by McLaren, the McLaren Jr. driver and one of the Carlin teammates to Oliver Gray. He's third in the championship, just behind. 202 points for Dunn, 134 for Gray, 131 for Ugochukwu. And the pole sitter for this race, Aidan Neat, is fourth in the championship on 98 points. He's had a win and three podiums altogether so far uh, this season. Uh, for the Rookie Cup, uh, we've got Ugo Ugochukwu leading that one, but by a reduced margin after a bit of a disastrous qualifying session uh, with the most recent qualifying at Alton Park, where he got caught up in somebody else's accident, wasn't able to get two quick laps in, and had to fight his way through from uh, towards the back of the grid in races one and three. So he still leads the Rookie Cup, but, but only by a few points now. He's got 214, Daniel Gwynchard, another driver backed by... Uh, well, with eyes upon him from Formula One as a Mercedes junior driver, he is second on 207 points, only seven points between them. And Oliver Stewart, who went and got his best qualifying of the year so far earlier today, is in car four. Another of the high-tech drivers is third on 142 points. The Teams Cup has been led by multiple teams and drivers champions in this category, amongst other categories. Uh, Carlin with 307 points, 261 for high-tech GP in their first season, a second, and Vincis Biagenti. Uh, in third, the team that won uh, or took the driver's title and the rookie title with Matthew Reese last year. JHR Developments running in fourth place and Virtuosity Racing in their first season in the championship, fifth ahead of another first season team in British F4. Uh, Chris Dittman Racing with just the one uh, sole entry in the championship. The space for you to write the grid into your programme if you wish to do so on page 45. And the grid for this first race is going to shape up like this. On pole position then, as mentioned, Aidan Neat with his first pole position on his birthday and uh, he becomes the second driver this year to get a pole position on the day of his birthday. So Aidan Neat, number 57 on pole, 1 minute 17.178. Quickest yesterday in testing, quickest today in qualifying. Ugo Gachukwu is the other driver this year that's been on pole on his birthday and he lines up second on the grid uh, for this uh, race in car number 31, 117.231. Row two, we've got 63 Oliver Gray and 49 Daniel Gwynchard, equaling his best qualifying of the year so far in fourth. Row three, 16 Eduardo Costatenga made late improvements to get into the top five. And alongside him on row three, we've got Lewis Sharp, number 11, uh, who is from New Zealand and had a great weekend last time out at Alton Park. Having missed the first round of the season due to his age at uh, Donington. He got a win and three podiums across the weekend in Cheshire two weeks ago. Uh, row four, we've got 84 Joseph Loke. And uh, Joseph will be looking to come back from the disappointment of one of the races at Alton that he led two weeks ago. Only to have 
uh, a drama with the car. So he starts seventh in car 84. And Oliver Stewart, as I say, with his best qualifying so far, number four, starting in eighth place. Row five, we've got 22 then. Alex Dunn, who, in terms of qualifying positions in the races so far this year, has had seven poles from eight and a second place finish. Uh, but he's down in ninth position now. Uh, clearly a bit of an issue with the car, having gone well yesterday. It was second quickest yesterday in testing, but uh, just couldn't get the pace out of the car uh, today. Got a bit quicker after the red flag, but not much. So ninth place for uh, Alex. Georgi Dimitrov had an off, and uh, he's OK, apparently. And he managed to knock most of the speed off before he got into the barriers, apparently. So it wasn't too much damage to the car at Clervo. So it should be OK to get racing again. It's been a race winner in British F4 from a Ginetta Junior racer. So 22 and 23 are on row five. Row six, we've got Adam Fitzgerald, who's been on the podium in the Rookie Cup this year. Uh, another of the Irish drivers in car 88 with Noah Lyle. There was another one that went off in uh, the session earlier on today. There was more damage to the car. Noah OK, and that one should be out there as well, I'm told. So uh, 12th on the grid for him. Row seven, number three, Edward Pearson. And number two, Michael Shin. And row eight, uh, then we've got Joel Pearson starting in the number 29 car. And Daniel Mavil-Utov starting in 16th place in the number 5 car. So it should be, if they're all there, when they come out, 16 cars on the grid. A double pole position for Aidan Neat for races 1 and race 3. Uh, remember the race this afternoon uh, with the top 10 reversal. So Georgi Dimitrov is going to wind up pole position for that one. Alex Dunn will have his best chance of a podium because he'll start second later on today and Oliver Stewart will start third and then Aidan Neat, having qualified fastest, is going to have to start from the fifth row of the grid and try to come through from there. So here at uh, Croft for three races as ever and after this we're going to be halfway through the championship after tomorrow uh, because races 13, 14 and 15 coming up this weekend of the uh, 30 race championship that we've got so far uh, with an opportunity now for the likes of Oliver Gray Hugo Kachuko and in particular Aidan Neat to try to close this gap to the top of the championship table. Uh, Alex Dunn, who by and large, I mean, he's won at every weekend so far, at least one of the races. His worst weekends, uh, we had an, an off in the changeable weather conditions at Brands Hatch. Uh, he still managed to get a race win, but he didn't get in the points in the top uh, eight in race two or the top ten in race three. Uh, and uh, they dropped a, dropped a bit of bit of an advantage over the others but then got it back again with two wins and a fifth at Thruxton and more good results and another win at Alton Park but as I say 68 points sounds a lot but you can get potentially 26 points if you get the win in the fastest lap in this one do that again in race uh, three get some good results and gain some ground in race two and suddenly you can find yourself closing that gap very quickly we've seen that quite a few times in British F4 before where one driver's absolutely shot out of the traps and dominated the first half of the season then found life a little bit more difficult come uh, the second half of the season so uh, certainly nobody will be counting their chickens uh, in terms of Alex Dunn's camp and he's got work to do in this race so uh, Chris Hartley up here in the commentary box to talk you through the race a bit late uh, to start so just waiting for the cars to come onto the grid all the personnel are there and down in the pit lane uh, is uh, Alan Hyde to talk you through uh, all the driver interactions and the podiums that we've got coming up I, I was just going to say we've just been uh, checking the equipment that we can hear you loud and clear on the podium we can so yeah, podium in the same place as uh, ever it is here at Croft just on the other side of the centre point of the pit lane over in the paddock so just on the other side of the of the hedge there uh, under the trees uh, we've got a, a very scenic podi podium uh, positioning for this weekend and uh, first podium of the weekend coming up after this first race of the weekend for f4
Thanks very much, uh, Al. Yeah, just checking Damien Meadens up here from uh, British Air Force. We've got any more details to, as to why Alex Dunn might have been struggling in qualifying. Nothing in particular, just couldn't get the pace out of the car. Track conditions similar to yesterday, but the wind is obviously higher than it was yesterday. Got, as I say, a bit better towards the end of the session. And that, not and much better, did he, really? And now, Chris, a lot blowier than it was this morning. Oh, it's it? really, yeah, okay. it's really quite gusty now uh, this afternoon, so yeah. it's overcast now. We haven't got the lovely sunshine we had this morning pretty much according to how the weather forecast uh, said that today was going to play out it's um, uh, quite breezy you might be able to hear that in the background actually it's quite breezy down here in the pit lane and overcast yeah it looks sort of as if it would be behind you going down the start finish straight but you'll be going head on into it going up the, the parallel straight towards tower bend and then uh, where they really will find it unsettling is where they're going through the high speed stuff like the Jim Clark S's and Barcroft if there's a crosswind there and the single seater cars that's going to unsettle the balance isn't it so I have to be a little bit careful out there on gust of wind at these speeds can really catch the drivers out uh, so uh, I'm not sure why but a slightly delayed start to uh, proceedings of yeah we've got cars coming out now uh, so we're going to be about 10 minutes or so behind uh, the scheduled start time pit crews and engineers and team members have been on standby on the grid and in the pit lane for a Five or six minutes now. The cars are being led out ready for the start of this race. Aidan Neat then will make it to pole position for the first time in his career, his second season of the championship. This is where he got his first B, uh, British F4 podium uh, here at Croft just about 12 months ago. Three podiums last year, now a race winner in the championship. Son of former BTCC racer Andy Neat, who you heard from earlier on if you were uh, with us for qualifying. Uh, and I managed to catch a word with the delighted uh, Andy Neat and also with Aidan himself. And he was one of the drivers. Andy was beside himself. Was, yeah. Well, you know, at, uh, at Thruxton, he was um, down in that sort of grass area just underneath the commentary box, oh, watching, watching all the, the qualifying and the racing. Leaping up and down. Leaping up I, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I bet. Like, yeah. Very proud, but also very anxious dad, as you He's can a, imagine. A very enthusiastic support he offers, yeah. yeah absolutely. But Aidan's been a real star ever since he came into the championship yeah, last yeah. year really impressed with how he hit the ground running having given everybody else a head start really at the beginning of the season he looked at home very quickly right from the very first qualifying session he did at Brands Hatch he did the uh, op- uh, the start of this year the first championship that ran with uh, the new F4 car he did the races out in the uh, in uh, the Middle East, didn't yes. he? Yeah. yeah, the UAE. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, a few of them did uh, did that, and he did well. He finished third in the championship. Yeah, really good. Yeah. So, so it's great, that, isn't it? It's the chance over the start of the year, the winter months here, where there's not really any racing, uh, to go out and do some racing in, in nice conditions, and, uh, <laughs> uh, race at uh, Yas Marina, race at Dubai as well. Yeah, it doesn't get a lot better, really, does it? <laughs> I think the worst places to go. Yeah, to at that time of year, yes, definitely. So he was third in that, uh, got nine podiums as well, so hit the ground uh, hit the ground running this season. Ninth in the championship last year, he stayed with the same team, with the, uh, the Genty squad, which is going to help him as well in terms of uh, you know, consistency and knowing the team and so forth. Uh, so uh, he is repaying them now on Genty also with a karting team these days, bringing kart uh, racers up through uh, into, into car racing based actually very close to somewhere I used to race at Shellington Kart Club uh, based in Banbury in Oxfordshire and uh, Michael Meadows team principal a name that you'll be familiar with from the Toka package from his great exploits as a Porsche racer double champion in the Porsche Carrera Cup uh, right those bright lights that we were talking about on the, uh, the back of the cars these days 
at the uh, rear lights, not just at the back of the car, but also in each corner of the rear wing. Cars look fantastic. These new chassis, the halos on them as well. That's about 12 kilograms to the weight, but obviously huge safety improvements for the drivers and also lots of strengthening in terms of the side impacts on these cars as well. Other areas of the car all been strengthened as well. So uh, right underneath the commentary box is Georgi Dimitrov's car, which looks absolutely fine now. As I say, he went off, but it wasn't uh, too heavy an impact, I'm told. And Noah Lyle's car had more damage, but that also looks in good nick with the uh, silver colour scheme and the luminous yellow flashes on the tail of the car and on the halo and on the side of the car. Uh, looks uh, a great livery, that. So they are all there. Everybody has made it, as far as I can see, onto the grid. One or two of them hidden up by the pit wall. They'll go off onto a green flag lap, and then it'll be 20 minutes of racing then. Uh, for this 13th round of the championship and pace car now leads them off underway. So on pole position, Aidan Neat, Hugo Gachakwu alongside, as I mentioned, uh, great uh, effort by him to get his first win at Brands Hatch, getting that uh, pole position as well in his first competitive session. Uh, not just as a Formula 4 driver, but as a car racer, because he's another driver that's come straight into this championship from karting. Uh, fourth in the European Karting Championships, which last year was his first season as a senior karter, having stepped up from juniors. So uh, he was a European junior karting champion and then uh, very highly placed in the senior version of the championship last year, coming into cars this year. He's the one that lines up second on the grid for multiple drivers and teams champions in F4, Carlin. So the number 31 on the outside of row one. Oliver Gray then, can he get his first win of the season? Uh, from third on the grid he's got an opportunity just needs to find maybe a little bit more pace in the session to be able to do so he's also with Carlin from Chipstead in Surrey uh, also did not all of the UAE F4 championship at the start of the year but a couple of rounds of it got onto the podium seventh in the championship last year second highest placed returning driver from last season uh, and a switch of teams for him, Fortec, Richard and Ollie Dutton's team not involved in the championship this year. Uh, so he switched across to an excellent Carlin team. Uh, got two wins last year, both on the same weekend at Thruxton. Well, his only podium finishes, actually, were those uh, two wins. Uh, he missed the Donington Park round, so he did well to finish seventh in the championship. That was his first year of car racing last year. And we had an excellent karting background, former British X30 karting champion. So he's the driver that lines up third on the grid. Daniel Gwynchard, a reigning double British karting champion, number 49, second in the rookies. Right behind his Rookie Cup rival this year, Hugo Gachukwi, number 49, the British driver, backed by Mercedes. Uh, Formula One team lines up fourth on the grid. And then we've got Eduardo Cossateng. Uh, one of the few drivers coming back from last year, a driver from Manila, first ever Filipino driver to enter British F4, and son of multiple international touring car champion Jody Cosateng, and uh, nephew of Nicky Cosateng, who was the Filipino politician and senator uh, back in the 1990s. So that's the front few drivers on the grid. They're all back now, ready to go racing here at Croft. Our first race of the weekend then, about to get underway. Aidan Neat will have a bit of a wait because the last few cars are still making their way onto the grid. Hatching Zigo Gachukwu uh, alongside hasn't always had the best of starts. It's tricky getting these cars off the line, particularly when you're... Used to rolling starts and karting, which is what he's been doing up until this year. I'd, I'd forgotten how close I am to the yeah. start of the race. <laughs> I'm a few feet away. Absolutely. <laughs> it's going to get noisy as well now. And they're on the F4 British Championship. 35 by 8. He's underway. It's 
a very good start for the Paul Cedar. Look at Chuck who's gone off the line well. Gray's had a good start from third. And he's looking to sneak into that second place if he can, but won't. So top three all hold station. Neat in the lead of the race there. I think everybody squeezing just about through Clairvaux and Hawthorne for the first time in the race. They all funnel up in that section between Clairvaux and Hawthorne. It gets very tight then as they come up through the chicane. Oliver Gray's right on the tail of Uga Chukwu as they head up towards Tower Bend now for second place. The American though holds the inside line. Oliver Gray trying to come around the outside of him. Carries the momentum now as they head towards the Jim Clark S's. He's going to be on the outside though and the American Dives back down the inside, so holds on to second place. They're going to be almost hand-in-hand hand as they go charging through Barcroft now and out of my sight. That all helps the race leader, Aidan Needs, out to get himself two or three car lengths advantage. Also a good start in the race for Louis Sharp, who's gone from sixth up to fourth uh, because the drivers just ahead of him held each other up, really, through the exit onto the straight through the chicane. So uh, he has made progress in the black machine, number 11 to fourth position as they come into the complex for the first time. It's Nick Ugachukwu, Gray. And Sharp as the top four. Cosateng there in fifth place. But not for long because diving down the inside of him is Daniel Gwimchard on the way into the hairpin side by side. He's got his nose in front and the 49 car gets ahead. So Gwimchard then getting one of those places back that he lost off the start. He went from fourth to sixth. He was the one that went backwards. But he's got one back now ahead of Cosateng and into fifth place. Holds the position on the way into Clervo as well. But already the top four have made a bit of a break for it as they make their way out through towards the chicane now for the first time. Aidan Neat's advantage was nearly seven-tenths of a second at the end of the first lap, helped by that battle between Uga Chukwu and Gray. Then it's Sharp in fourth place, and there's a bit of a gap back then to the next quartet, led by Daniel Gwinchard in fifth place. There's going to be a movement up at Tower Bend in the battle for seventh, but no change just yet. Joseph Lowe having a big luck to get up the inside of Alex Dunn. He got halfway alongside that had to back off out of the manoeuvre. So Dunn has gained a bit of, uh, bit of time going forward. He's gained two places. He's gone from ninth to seventh in the 22 car, the championship leader. But he almost lost one then on the way into Tower Bend. So fifth, Gwynchard, sixth, Cosadeng, seventh, Dunn, eighth, Loke, ninth, Stewart, and Georgie Dimitrov, tenth. The others in the points in the early stages of this race. Right, Aidan Neat, I fancy, is being reeled back in here by Hugo Ugachukwu through this lap. It's been a good lap for Ugachukwu. He's got the absolute best first uh, sector to his name so far. The gap was nearly seven-tenths of a second. I think it might have crept down to more like half a second. Let's find out. They go through. They go over the line. And oh, actually, he's crept out by half a tenth, just over seven-tenths of a second now. To the eye, it looked a bit closer. Although they do concertina up on the way through the complex. On the end of the lap, better exit coming out of the hairpin, and Neat was able to edge back away. So through they come, first, second, just edging away from third and fourth now, Gray and Sharp. What about Gwynchard, having got that place back, just did a 118.3, fell away a little bit from fourth place by a tenth. Still this battle going on for eighth place, big smoking of the tyres there for Joseph Loke. He's good on the brakes into Tower Bend. But he won't be doing that too often because that will scrub all the fresh rubber off the top of the surface of his Pirelli tyres and also flat spot them and give him some vibration if he keeps doing that. But front right lockup, huge lockup there for Loke on the way into Tower Bend, trying to get closer to the tail of Dunn. The one change on that lap was for 12th place with Shin getting out of Lyle. But both of them outside the top 10 and outside the points for now. Right, Aidan Neat back into my view. Can't see them down through sunny in and sunny out, but they come back in the same order. Uh, certainly in terms of the top five. Gwynchard looks a bit closer in fifth place. Another lock-up from Joseph Lope this time coming into the complex. And nobody really getting away from anybody else in the midfield. Even the drivers towards the tail end of the field are all bunched together in quartets, having good nose-to-tail battles here. 
Joseph Lowe, again, good exit coming out of the hairpin, closing up to the tail of Alex Dunn, going into Clervo, but he's a bit too far back to have a lunge. That would only end in tears. What he needs to do now in the number 84 car is just got a, get a clean run coming out of the chicane and get as close as he can to the tail of the championship leader in car 22 because he's clearly got good brakes and a good speed up the start-finish straight on the way into Tower Bend. But again, he's a bit too far back, I think. Two lengths back. Closes, closes, closes. Gets almost onto the tail of Dunn. But he needs to be within a car length, really, coming out of that chicane to have a real chance of getting the move done at Tower Bend. So, fastest lap of the race to Ugachukwu that time around. A 117.758. Gets the gap back down to six tenths of a second. Quicker, but not that much quicker. But they are getting even quicker now. Uh, it was Ugachukwu absolute best first sector. And then exactly the same first sector time for Gray and Sharp. Both with 24.052. No, 0.22 now for Sharp. So, he's trying to make this a four-way battle for the podium positions. And Gwynchard, he's trying to get up there as well. No change in the other positions further down in the top eight. So the leaders come through now over the start-finish line. One-fifth of the race, uh, one-quarter of the race done. Three-quarters still to go in this 20-minute race. 14 minutes and 40 seconds or so on the clock. And coming out of Clairvaux, his first race here at Croft, closing up to Neat. Neat looking for his second win. So too, Ugachukwu in between him and his big rival in the Rookie Cup. Two more drivers as well. Gray in third and Sharp in fourth place. Gwynchard can't quite get onto terms with them. Ugachukwu looks like he's growing in confidence each and every time he hits the brakes on the way into Tower Bend. He gets a little bit closer to the tail of Aidan Neat. They go out of sight through the Jim Clark S's, get them on the way out of that section. Flat now through Barcroft. That's where they disappear on the way into Barcroft. So I have to wait for 15 seconds or so for them to come back into view. If you're down at Sunny In, Sunny Out, you'll be getting a good view of the action down there. One of the quick parts of the, this fantastic circuit here at Croft. So all good so far. Drivers but behave I was going to say, uh, you get a great view, not for long, because they <laughs> are so quick on that <laughs> section. Know. It's brilliant, brilliant out of the back, isn't it? It's such a, a quick bravery. is absolutely 100% required to be quick round here, that's for sure. Well, despite his efforts at the start of the race, Joseph Luck, I think he's falling away now from Alex Dunn. But Alex Dunn's not making any progress here. The championship leader in the 22 car made two places off the start of the race. But he's still stuck back in seventh place. Is he getting any closer to the man ahead? The answer is no. He's falling away from Kozateng. Tenth slower on that lap. It's his personal best lap, but he's still slower than Eduardo in the number 16 car. So it doesn't look like at the moment he's going to make up any more ground in this race. I'm sure he'll be saving his best set of tyres for the reverse grid race later on, where he's got a much, much better chance of going for a podium finish. Uh, right, gap down to less than six-tenths of a second. It's nip and tuck between the top two. Not much in it. Uh, 117.826 for Neat. 117.827 for Ugachukwu. So one-thousandth of a second between their lap times last time around. There's two drivers right on the edge of Adesian here, pushing each other in every corner through every sector of the race. You're feeling away. It's harder for the driver ahead because all the pressure is on them. If you're the driver chasing, you've got a target to follow, a target to aim for. Break after they break, follow their lines, get on the gas a bit quicker. And Neat doing a good job here, though, soaking up the pressure. And when he led at Thruxton and got that first race win, it was very similar. He looked comfortable, looked in control, and that's what he's doing here. Great stuff from Aidan Neat then, continuing to lead the race. The top four are well clear now of fifth and sixth. They come through. 
Georgi Dimitrov starting to look a bit racy now in 10th place, closing up to the tail of Oliver Stewart, who is the third best rookie. There's separate points and also separate podiums for the rookies. So Uga Chukwu is the leading rookie in second place. Gwynchard in fifth is the next best rookie. And then it's Stewart, number four, in ninth place as the third best rookie at the moment. He's got a bit of a gap between him and Adam Fitzgerald, who's in 11th place, and one car in between them as well. So they make their way out through Tower, the race leaders now. Gap 0.587 seconds on that lap. Uh, there was four thousandths of a second between their lap times that time around, neaked just by millimetres, edging away a little bit further. Four thousandths of a second quicker than Uga Chukwu on that lap. But they are almost identical lap times now. Two laps has been five thousandths of a second between them across the two laps. So it's good stuff from Uga Chukwu. Remember, a rookie, far less car racing experience than the driver in front and the driver behind him, and the driver in fourth as well, not with Formula 4, but with New Zealand Formula Ford race experience. And he's doing a fine job here, the American in second place, but Neat is matching him and maybe a little bit quicker on that lap. Does the gap grow again? 117.981, no, it comes down by half a tenth, 117.925. Nico Chukwu is giving it everything here, but he's only just shaving centimetres off the advantage of the race leader. So the gap, 0.531 seconds the cars make their way through the chicane onto the back straight running exactly parallel with the start finish straight now slight uphill rises to come out of the chicane all the way up towards tower if you get tower bend wrong you're often in the fields because there's no gravel trap there there's no barrier you just straight into the farmer's field break as late as you can 90 degree right hander and then back on the gas don't run wide narrow exit to the corner and then take the speed through the S's, through Barcroft. And Uga Chukwu in the middle of the lap. It looks good, doesn't he, through the S's in particular. That's why he maybe is a little bit quicker than Neat, even though Neat overall matching his lap time. So the race leader, just about half a second clear. And through the first sector, yeah, Uga Chukwu was a tenth and a half up. But through the middle sector, the gap goes back out again. Through sunny and sunny out, I think. Aidan Neat can't see that part of the course from the commentary box, but I think he must have the edge there. It all closes up under breaking into the hairpin, but it's about the exit from the hairpin, really. That's the critical part of the, the lap because it is a big, long straight then. Slightly downhill as you're all the way down towards Clavo. Neat's 0.592 seconds clear now. So 117.9 for him and a 118.0 for Uga Chukwu. So for the first time in a few laps, the gap grows, but it's still less than six tenths of a second. And they've got to keep absolutely focused. Quite a long time in this 20-minute race. Nine of which remain into the second half of proceedings now. Closing up again under breaking into Tarizuka Chukwu, but falling away a little bit now from the race leader, bit by bit. Uh, third grade, fourth sharp. It's about the same gap. In fact, there's almost exactly the same gap between first and second and third and fourth. 0.592 seconds between the top two. And then uh, greater sharp, 0.591 seconds, a thousandth of a second closer is that gap between those two. So it's almost equidistant. And then we've got Daniel Gwynchard, number 49, in fifth place. Three seconds clear now of Eduardo Costing, number 16, who's 1.3 seconds clear of uh, the championship leader, Alex Dunn. He's looking now just to pick up a few points for seventh place if he can. But neat on course for 25 points not 26 because the fastest lap of the race still belongs to Ugo Ugo Chukwu with that 117.758 from lap three of the race so he's on course for 18 points for second plus a point for the total fastest lap give him 19 points 
through into Hawthorne they go. 0.617 seconds now the gap, so it's just creeping out. Needham has soaked up the pressure. Ogachukwu has tried his hardest, but he just cannot break the spirit of the race leader here, who is in full control ahead of the field, as he's been all the way through the weekend so far. Fourth in the championship. He'll be looking to drag himself up into the top two or three by the end of the weekend if he can. Not just one race win, but he'll be targeting two race wins from those two pole positions he managed to secure this morning. So through they go, back down towards Sunny In and Sunny Out. The other close battles really are at the tail end of the top ten. Loke in eighth, Stewart in ninth, cars 84 and 4. And then Dimitrov, number 23, and 88 Fitzgerald, all fairly close together. Fitzgerald, the one that's just out the points at the moment, in 11th place. All looks a lot closer when they come back into the complex. The gap, I think, will spread back out again, like an accordion springs back out as they come and release the power out onto the grid hatchings. And sure enough, Neat just fires himself back away there. Gap looks similar. They go through. It is similar. 0.602 seconds. Slightly, slightly quicker on that lap from Uga Chukwu, but only 15 thousandths. He's not given up. All he can do, really, is keep up the pressure on the race leader here. And he's got to keep going flatter anyway, because it's not that big an advantage that he's got over third place Gray still looking relatively comfortable in third from Sharp although the gap has crept under four tenths of a second now Sharp looks to get what would be his what, fourth consecutive podium finish having a second second and a first last time out at Alton Park so he really has found good form now the New Zealander looking strong as he makes his way through to Jim Clark S's Kosateng on his own in fifth and then in sixth place, pretty lonely. Sorry, Kosateng in sixth and done in seventh. I mean, fairly lonely races for the second half of proceedings now. All the battles going on behind them. And now it's about managing the car, managing the tyres, not making any mistakes. The cars will get lighter, less fuel on board, but the tyres will get more worn. And it is hard on tyres around here. So suddenly the lap times might start to drop off a cliff as they come out through the hairpin. Looking a bit tighter this time, isn't it, through the lap. And has that gap come down for a second consecutive lap? Was 0.602 seconds. Yes, yeah, the closest it's been, 0.476. So for the first time in the race, the gap's just under half a second. Look at Chuck with 117.859. And an even quicker lap from Oliver Gray in third, 117.853. 117.84, Sharp in fourth as well. So second, third and fourth were all... A bit quicker, only a tenth, but they're all a bit quicker than the race leader. So it's all starting to Constantine up. The gap from first to fourth is only 1.7 seconds. So this is where the, the pressure will start to come up. And Gray has just set the absolute best first sector time as well in the number 63 car in third place with the 23.899. So he's got a bit between his teeth here. And they're all pushing each other on ever closer towards the tail and the rear wing of the race leader, Aidan Neat, number 57. I'll see what he's made of now because I think he's going to have two or three cars breathing down his net rather than just one in the latter stages of this race. Keeping them just about at arm's length at the moment though. And it looks like he's on a pair of rails in fairness. He's not ragged, he's not over-defending, he's not feeling the need to hog the inside line for the hairpin, which would be a natural defence. But if you go tight into the corner, you're wide on the way out of it and it's a narrow exit from the hairpin. So... Tight in means wide out, means probably heading for the grass or at least having to wait to get on the throttle. And he's keeping cool at the moment and gets the gap out to 0.7 seconds. So two laps where Ugochukwu caught him. They all caught him a little bit and he responds by 
banging in uh, a better lap time than them, or at least than Ugachukwu. A 118.002. Ugachukwu, again, was a bit slower than Gray. Did another uh, on 17.8. Second lap running, he's done that. So Gray is the quicker of the three at the moment. Quicker of the four in that quartet. But it's all fractions of a second. How long have we got left? Three minutes, 40 seconds. Going to seem like a fairly long three minutes, 40 seconds for Neat. But the thing is, he knows what he's doing now. He's been in this position before. He's had to soak up pressure. He's had to lead a race and he's won a race. So now he knows how to do it. And to be honest, the first time he did it, he looked comfortable. Whether it was comfortable, I don't know. But he looked always in control when he got that win at Thruxton. And he looks, even though he's not miles ahead, still to be in control here. He's only going to make one slight mistake, though, and he could lose one, two, three places in this race. Gwynchard desperately hoping they all start to fight each other in the last couple of laps so he could get involved, but he's a bit too far back at the moment. Coming out of the hairpin in car 49 in fifth place. So Aidan Neat leads. Got just under three minutes left to go. The gap came back down a little bit more on that lap. It's back to 0.546 seconds. Super consistent from Oliver Gray. That is three laps running. He's done a 117.8 now, all within a few thousands of a second of each other. He's still the quickest of the top four. Uga has done a better lap with a 117.8. and a 118.0 for Neat, which is why the gap just came back down a little bit more. And you can see the two Carlin drivers are pushing each other along. The drivers in second and third places now. Louis Sharp, different livery on the car, different colour scheme. Also a Carlin driver in fourth place. See our genty man Neat that leads the way into the closing stages through the first sector. Again, slightly quicker by Gray and Sharp. They're quicker through the first sector. They take another tenth, tenth and a half out of the two ahead. And if that's the same in the middle of the sector, it all, it's all going to be very close when they come back into view at the complex uh, in a few seconds' time. Two minutes to go. Here they are. Is it any closer? I think it probably is between second and third. That's for sure. Gray attacks the kerb on the way through the right-hand part of the complex. Gets as close as he dares on the brakes to the American. They turn left through the hairpin. They get out of the last corner. They get on the gas. Neat always gets a good exit from here. Ugachukwu does as well. Over the line they go with a minute and 42 seconds left on the clock. So there'll be time for two more laps in this race. I'll get back with about 30 seconds left on the clock. So two laps to go, including the one they've just started. The gap from first to fourth is now just 1.6 seconds. Neat leads. Ugachukwu second. Gray third. Sharp fourth. Gwynchard fifth. Kosateng sixth. Dunn seventh. Lokin eighth. Stewart ninth. Dimitrov tenth. Fitzgerald eleventh. Shin in 12th, Lyle in 13th, Edward and Joel Pearson 14th and 15th, Daniel Avriutov in final place in 16th. Still with the fastest lap from earlier on, Izuka Chuck and the bonus point that he'll get for that as they go for the penultimate time then towards Barcroft. Cars, even from this distance, you can see they are absolutely flying through. They chuck it over the kerbs on the way through the first couple of turns as well. Really through Clairvaux and Hawthorne. That's where they uh, are pretty aggressive. But you have to be precise through the fast sequence of corners they've just negotiated. You can't hacksaw at the steering wheel there. Not so much as they do at the start of the lap. No, you can't. No, <laughs> a slight twitch there and you're off, aren't you? Inadvisable. Big, big, yep. <laughs> big time. Right, penultimate time into the hairpin. It's as close as it's been, certainly from second to fourth. Neat has still just got this slight advantage there to come through. 27 seconds left on the clock. Over the line they go to start the final lap of the race then. Neat for the final time into turn one at Clairvaux. Negotiates that, no problem. Doesn't run wide. Slows the car down then through Hawthorne. Then will attack the kerbs through the chicane here. Goes right, goes left, goes onto the back straight. Doesn't run wide. All under control. 
almost halfway home on this final lap of the race now as he goes into Tower Bend. Ugachukwu really good on the brakes there, closes up to within less than half a car length, but loses a bit of momentum coming out of the corner. Nietzsche's better out of the corners, I would say, by a fraction. And out towards Barcroft they go. The top four, no change from first to second, second to third and third to fourth. There's about a car, a car and a half length between each of them. It will bunch back up together. Sharp has set the absolute best first set to time as well. Uh, so Sharp in fourth place, better than anybody so far in the whole race through set to one. Still pushing to try and get this podium. But I think he's going to have too much work to do into the complex for the final time they come. Neat turns right. He's just got one more corner to go now. Into the hairpin. He'll turn left. Greg thinks about it. And Sharp thinks about it up the inside of Greg into the final corner for the final podium. And it's going to be side by side for third. Neat is going to take his second win. Ugachukwu in third. And Greg just about fends off Sharp as they go over the line. Big effort that from Louis Sharp on the final lap of the race. He got fully alongside at the hairpin. But Gray just about kept him at bay, got on the gas and held on to the final podium position by a tenth of a second. Great racing between the pair of them there. Neat wins for the second time in his career, the second time in three meetings. Chukwin comes home in second but wins the Rookie Cup division. And then Oliver Gray just hangs on to third place, sharp in fourth. Gwynchard fifth in the second rookie home. Kozateng in sixth, Dunn in seventh. Uh, the championship leader, eighth place for Loke, ninth for Stewart, and tenth for Dimitrov are the drivers inside uh, the points. So great drive that from Aidan Neat, always in control, almost a Gilles Villeneuve style of winning that, win by the smallest possible margin. I'm not sure it was his choice, I think the others were just as quick as him, but it was that qualifying that got him there this morning and he soaked up the pressure and drove the perfect race really so Neat takes the victory uh, by 0.488 seconds number 57 wins 31 Ugachukwu in second but with the fastest lap of the race uh, third number 63 Gray fourth number 11 Sharp brave effort on the final corner fifth number 49 Gwynchard sixth number 16 Kozateng seventh number 22 Dunn eighth number 84 Loke ninth number 4 Stewart and tenth number 23 Dimitrov and then 11th number 88 Fitzgerald 12th number 2 Shin 13th number 14 Lyle and then 14th was number 3 Edward Pearson 15th was number 29 Joel Pearson and then 16th place for number 5 Mavalyutov with the fastest lap as I say going to Ugachukwu a woman it's 17.758 back on lap 3 so great stuff that from Aidan Neat to take the victory. It'll be Neat, Ugachukwu and Gray on the podium. And not for the first time this season. Two trophies coming the way of Hugo because he's the winning rookie as well. He'll take the top step of the rookie podium from Daniel Gwynchard, who was fifth. And Oliver Stewart, who comes home in ninth place overall.